As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Don't be like Charlie. Charlie is that do-it-yourselfer who does himself in. Do-it-yourself is good for tile and grout. It is not good for asset protection. Charlie thought he'd save a few dollars forming his LLC online. With no guidance, he did it wrong. When he sold the property, he lost thousands and thousands of dollars. He did himself in by trying to do it himself. Don't burn yourself. Use Corporate Direct to set up and maintain your LLCs and corporations. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by attorney and rich dad advisor, Garrett Sutton. Garrett wrote the bestsellers, Loopholes of Real Estate and Start Your Own Corporation. He is Robert Kiyosaki's attorney for asset protection. He and his team will do it right. Visit them at CorporateDirect.com or call 800-600-1760. Mention Rich Dad and receive $100 off your formation fee. That's CorporateDirect.com. CorporateDirect.com. Starting now, you can get a transcript of each week's Rich Dad radio show. Just visit www.richdad.com radio and download a copy today. This is the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Hello, hello, hello. It's Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. And today's radio program is Rich Dad Radio Show. It's very important because the question is, what are you teaching your kids about money? Or what did you learn about money from home? And what does school tell you about money? You know, for most people, it's nothing. And we wonder why we have financial trouble today. And it's not just the kids that are in trouble today, it's our leaders. I mean, I just can't believe we can actually believe our leaders, these guys who went to Harvard, Oxford, Yale, they think they can keep printing money and running up the debt to pay our bills. I mean, what school did those guys go to? Harvard, Yale, Stanford, University of Chicago? I mean, what the heck are we teaching our kids? So that's what today's program is very, very important because we have some young future rich guys on in the show and they're gonna be talking about what their mommy and daddy are teaching them about money. And it's not that garbage of save money and get out of debt and invest for the long term in a 401k. So if you're teaching your kids to save money, go to school, get out of debt, buy a house and invest for the long term in a 401k, or trust that your company pension plan or your state pension plan is gonna to be to save you, this program is for you. Because it really is about what Crosby, Stills and Nash talk about, teach your children well. So I'm very happy to introduce our guest today. It's Andy Tanner, he's a Rich Dad advisor and his book is 
stock market cash flow. I mean, most people, most idiots, they, I mean, people, they put their money in the stock market in a 401k and they get nothing back. They get nothing back. Well, where do you think that money goes? It's not going in your pocket. And the other book for Andy is 401 chaos. You can tell in you know, all you guys out there with your 401k, we'll pray for you tonight. And also on the program is Andy's beautiful wife, Marcy. And she is going to be the mom speaking about what it's like to raise two young men with financial education. And the other guests are Zach Tanner. He is 12 years old. And his brother, David, who is 10. And we're going to be talking about what they know about money that most adults do not, including most of our leaders. You know, I'm, I'm not Republican or Democrat, but I think those guys should get a refund for their education, no matter what school they went to. You know, I mean, give me a break here. So with that, I want to welcome to the program, first, Andy Tanner. Thanks for having us, Robert. We are so excited to be on the Rich Dad Radio Show. We've been looking forward to this for some time, so thank you for having us. Yeah, we should have done this a long time ago because your young boys are just fantastic. We were down in Argentina and Paraguay together. It was Paraguay, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, uh-huh. And they just wowed the audience talking about infinite return and fiscal policy and all that. So anyway, it's going to be long overdue, and I'm glad you're here from Salt Lake City. So Marcy, welcome to the program. Thank you, Robert. And when you were in Argentina and Paraguay with your boys, weren't you proud of them? Absolutely, and yes. They wowed the audience, right? Yes. So it's amazing. So any, any, any comments out there for mothers or parents? Yeah, um, one thing that we like to do as a family is we like to have our boys um, come to all of our uh, financial meetings with us. With the attorneys and accountants uh, with and all attorneys that. and accountants and then also another thing that we love to do is play cash flow all right i like so that the a, boys, little, a, little, a little commercial message here <laughs> yes we love to play cash flow so that's what we have been doing with our children to um help them it, learn financial education right. but the most important thing i can't believe it zach and david you guys 12 years old and 10 you stood in front of audiences of four thousand adults and how's it feel to be smarter than 4,000 adults? It, what do you think there, Zach? It feels really good. <laughs> <laughs> you set that up pretty well, Robert. You know, so so, so what was it, what's it like with financial education? And how do you, you know, what's it like for you being in a family that encourages not only academic education, professional education, mm-hmm. but financial education? It's really fun to learn about, like, infinite returns and how to get rental houses and properties. I really like it. It's fun. And how's it feel to stand in front of all? You know, that's the that's the yeah. greatest fear of most adults is standing in front of people. You know, public speaking is horrifying. Mm-hmm. But you guys just stood up there, handled like a pro, huh? Yeah. Were you nervous? No. <laughs> Were you nervous, Mom? I think Mom was nervous. I was a little nervous. <laughs> so. so it was a very you know family show with you know Mom, Dad, and the two boys mm-hmm. talking about financial education, and then these two guys just. Uh, take off on infinite returns and crashes and monetary policy, fiscal policy and debt. So David Tanner, you're 10 years old. What did it feel like to stand in front of 4,000 adults and talk about you know, infinite returns and things like that? I thought it was really fun. <laughs> and like most kids my age, they're really scared to speak in front of just our class. class right? So how did it affect you to stand in front of like 4,000 
grown adults who have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't really because me and Zach have done it before, and we just have no fear. No. All right. It's kind of exciting too, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, once you get over your fear, fear becomes excitement. You ready For to sure. do it again? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to Australia, right? Yeah. Are you going to do it again in Australia? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So we're all we're all flying down to Australia. We're going to do a three-city tour down there this summer, and it's going to be in Sydney, Melbourne, and Brisbane. And all three, all family, will be talking about what we teach our children about money. So Andy, you're the uh, father of this thing. Give a quick uh, overview of stock market cash flow and chaos. And they're related, 401k. You don't get any cash flow from that, do you? Yeah, that's a, that's a thing you stick it in there like everybody knows and hope when you get a long white beard someday that there's something there. And so 401k just talks about the other side of the coin. You know, right. Most people hear what, what they think is supposed to happen, but there's Wall Street, there's government, there's employers. So it's really about people making their own decision, but to help them see the other side of the coin. But the, the other book, Stop Market Cashflow, that's more of a solutions book right. than, a, than a problems book. And we, uh, we, we regret that a lot of people think that just putting money in the stock market and holding it is, is the only way you can do it. We like the idea of cash flow from the stock market, which yeah. is a money idea coming that, back to you. Yeah, but that people don't know about. You don't, you have, to, you don't have to wait till you have a long white beard to, to get returns. If it's there. Yeah, yeah. And because as you all... I don't know if you guys know this, but the only reason Wall Street does this is not because of the goodness of their heart. They take fees off of that, don't they? Big time. You know, well, the the most important uh, phrase in Wall Street is assets under management, right? Getting right. control of other people's money and skimming the top where they don't take any risk. Right. So, uh, Marcy, when you got when you play cash flow with the boys, what's going through your mind as a mom? You know, what I mean, as a mom. Well, we want to simulate real life. Um, and that's what ca cash flow does. Um, so they can learn before they actually go out and put money into a deal. They've already played the game and experienced what they should right. experience. Young Zach, 12 years old. Tell me, what are you concerned about with our leaders right now? They're, they're pretty incompetent, aren't they? What, what concerns you? Is it fiscal policy, monetary policy, uh, or debt? Monetary policy. And what is monetary policy? It's... Uh, bank rates and printing money. And what does that mean? It means that if you print too much money, the money will get less scarce, and then people's savings will be wiped out. Is that happening today? I don't know that. Uh, you don't know that. Okay, <laughs> good, good, good. So David Tanner, on, on the big picture, you know, it's macroeconomics we're talking about here before we get into micro. So what do you think about, is it monetary fiscal policy, and what, what are you thinking about? Um, As a young, young man, 10 years old, what are you concerned about? I'm concerned about the Congress and fiscal policy. They're not really balancing their budget, and they're making too much debt that us young kids are going to have to pay off. That's right. Is that, is that fair? No. No. The other thing we talked about in Argentina and Paraguay was an infinite return. You see, the solution to all this problem is really financial education, right? So what did your mom and dad teach you about infinite returns, David? Um, they taught us that what an infinite return is, and it is when you have no of your own money in the deal, when you're using uh, your mind. You're using somebody else's money, right? Yeah. 
So the way you make a lot of money is just like the mutual funds, right? They use your money to get rich. Mm-hmm. Is that a good idea? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so what do, you, what do you think there, Zach? I think infinite returns are pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's when you have no money in the deal, like David said, you have to use your mind to do it. And use other people's money. Yeah, and use other people's money. What do you think, Andy? Well, you know, we talked earlier about the idea of assets under management. And, boys, some of these people get on CNBC from one institution or another, and they'll say, oh, this these guys have you know, $100 billion under management, and they actually treat it like it's their own money. Why? Well, in a way it is, because they're making the money off other people's money. So a 401k is actually an example of an infinite return for the institutions, because none of their money's in the deal. They don't take any risk, but they get a fee, a return. So while they'll tell you, oh, look at 7% or 6%, you know, is is supposed to be so good, well, they're taking all the risk, but the institutions take no risk. So if anyone tells you that there's no such thing as an infinite return, all you have to do is point to Wall Street to see that's true. Right. And, and you know, it's not this giant number. It's like 1.5% they're taking. So yeah. if you have a billion dollars at 1.5%, that's not bad cash flow, is it? Not a bit. In fact, right now in 401ks, I was speaking with Ted Benna, who invented this thing. It's up to $10 trillion now. At 1.5%. It's not bad, with no risk. And the other thing that people don't talk about, just FYI, is they don't talk about the uh, pension plans. You know, how much how much in fees are collecting. And one of the biggest sources of corruption is, so you have this person who's not really a professional investor. They're running the CalPERS, you know, yeah. California State Pension Plan, the biggest state employee pension plan in the U.S., I, think, I don't know about the world. But these guys are subject to bribes and corruption because everybody wants that fund manager to give them the employees' money. Is that correct? Yeah. You know, they, they wanted to hide all this, and so the newspapers sued them, said, hey, you need to put this out in the public. They wanted to hide all these numbers, how in debt they are, how behind they are. And whenever you're trying to hide something, you know, that's not always a good thing. And one of the reasons, you, Andy, you talk about 401 chaos is that most of these funds, like ETFs and mutual funds and the state pension plans and all this, they base their numbers on a 7.5% return. Has there been a 7.5% return? You know, it's just arbitrary. No. I mean, it's, it's completely arbitrary. You have to figure that after fees, after taxes, there, and inflation. And, and who are they pulling out 7.5%? They're pulling that out of the air you know, yeah. because they hope it makes it look good. And also, uh, for the FYI, I don't know if you boys know this, but they, they based all their numbers on 7.5% return from the market. It hasn't returned anything for 10 years. On top of that, they expect you to die at 70. That means I'm already dead, you know? That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> but people so, live longer. I mean, our grandpa and grandmas are 82 years old now, and yeah. they're, some of them are in pretty good health still. Zach, what do you think about all that? So you got all these old guys like me, right? We're supposed to be dead, but we're not dying. And that means that you're going to have to pay for me. You know that? I'd say, <laughs> I'd say don't count on it. <laughs> you know, we've actually, Robert, that's an interesting conversation because one of the questions that was a real epiphany for the boys when I said, you know, David, are you old enough to vote? No. And Zach, are you old enough to vote? Nope. So you guys didn't get to vote for all this spending. You didn't get to vote for these policies. And yet you understand clearly 
you're going to have to pay for it. You understand that, right, David? Yeah. And Zach, you understand you'll yeah. be paying for this. There's a lot of debt to pay off. So if you didn't vote for it, and yet you have to pay for it, David, what's that called? Taxation without representation. That's exactly what it's called. So <laughs> they, they understand that pretty well. I think that's more than our leaders do. <laughs> but anyway, well, thank you very much. Uh, we'll be right back. We're going more into what to teach your children about money. As you can see, these young men, Zach Tenor 12, David Tenor 10, they have a sophistication level or an awareness level. May not fully understand exactly it, but I have never, I, I don't think as many adults I've talked to who understand as much as you do. So we come back, we'll be going more into what do you teach your children about money. You're listening to The Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Don't be like Charlie. Charlie is that do-it-yourselfer who does himself in. Do-it-yourself is good for tile and grout. It is not good for asset protection. Charlie thought he'd save a few dollars forming his LLC online. With no guidance, he did it wrong. When he sold the property, he lost thousands and thousands of dollars. He did himself in by trying to do it himself. Don't burn yourself. Use Corporate Direct to set up and maintain your LLCs and corporations. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by attorney and rich dad advisor, Garrett Sutton. Garrett wrote the bestsellers, Loopholes of Real Estate and Start Your Own Corporation. He is Robert Kiyosaki's attorney for asset protection. He and his team will do it right. Visit them at CorporateDirect.com or call 800-600-1760. Mention Rich Dad and receive $100 off your formation fee. That's CorporateDirect.com. CorporateDirect.com. Financial freedom begins with financial education. Now back to Robert Kiyosaki and the Rich Dad Radio Show. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. We're talking about today two young men, Zach Tanner at 12 and David Tanner at 10, and they're going to inherit what we've left behind. And we haven't taught them much about money. And you can listen to the Rich Dad Radio program anytime, anywhere on iTunes or Android. And all of our programs are archived at richdadradio.com. And we archive it for several reasons. One of them is repetition is how we learn. So if you listen to this program again, especially as two brilliant young men, you might learn something about what young people are capable of at least comprehending the vocabulary and the definitions of some of these words. And once you understand the definitions, they can take action. But it's sure a lot better than the stuff they teach you in school, because I know they teach you to save money, get out of debt, you know, and invest in a 401k, which just feeds right into Wall Street, you know, all the fees and things we've talked about. And the second reason we archive it, you can listen to it, you know, again at richdadradio.com, is if you have friends, family, or business associates with young people, I think it's important you guys listen to it and ask yourself this question, and what 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 do you as a parent know about money? But secondly, what are schools teaching kids about money? In my opinion, what they're teaching kids, and these financial planners, I mean, I'm sure they're good people, but they're just feeding Wall Street. I mean, the guys that ripped us off and they just keep ripping us off because they don't understand the system of money. So our guest today, we have Andy Tanner. He's a rich dad advisor and he is the author of Stock Market Cash Flow. And that means you don't have to park your money in a 401k to make money because all you're doing is feeding Wall Street with a thing called fees. You know, 1.5% of a billion dollars. You can live on that one. Okay, and of course, Andy's beautiful wife, Marcy, 
And she said, we're, we're talking about her concern as a mom and talking to teachers and things like this because you know I think the teachers are good people, like my poor dad, but they're clueless even today. And we have Zach Tanner, 12, David Tanner, 10, and they've come all the way in from Salt Lake City, Utah, just for this. So I appreciate it because you young people are talking to a lot of old people with young kids, you know, so you have, you have a lot important job here. So Andy, let's start with Marcy. You don't belong to the Parent Teachers Association. You said you talk to the teachers directly? Yes. And, and what is that like? I communicate with the teachers directly. Your, your boys' teachers? Yes. And how is that? It's great as long as we're talking about school um, academic stuff, you know, math, English, writing. Um, if we get into financial education, they really don't know a whole lot about that. And, and you thought about donating a cash flow game to them? Yes, we've thought about um, donating cash flow games to play um, in their classrooms, but we just don't think that they would understand or... Um, well, you know, as I said, when I asked my, my dad, who was the head of education in Hawaii, he says, we're not allowed to teach money in school. It's a government decree. I always thought that was interesting. So, Andy, what do you think? Th thank you, Marcy. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's a context issue. You know, it's not the way they think. And so when we first started, uh, you know, we, we had our kids a little later in life, and we, we thought we're going to let them be what they want to be. You know, the cash flow quadrant is where we started. We said, look, you could be an employee or you could be self-employed or you could uh, own a business or be an investor. And we decided that we were going to let them choose, but we were going to provide them with as good a picture as we could with each quadrant so they could make their, their own that choices. Means what do you have to learn yeah. to be a professional investor? Yeah. What do you have to learn to be a big business owner? Yeah, so we didn't really point them in one or the other. That needs to be their choice like it is for everyone listening. But when it came to business, we thought we'd start there, and we did it like most parents do. We said, well, let's, uh, let's learn how to sell. That was our first job, right? The most important skill of an entrepreneur is sales. Do you guys like to sell? Yes. Yeah, you guys like to sell. So, so uh, what was your very first business at three years old, David? First business? A uh, lemonade stand. Pretty simple, right? Yeah. And how much did you uh, charge for uh, lemonade? Fifty cents. Fifty cents. And uh, how much money could you make in a weekend? About sixty to seventy dollars. Holy mackerel! So if you wanted sixty to seventy bucks, now, now what was funny is, is first you would, when a car would drive by, what would happen when a car would drive by? What would you say? Tanner Bros. Fresh Lemonade. Yeah. Come get your lemonade. <laughs> they would. You'd carnival bark, wouldn't you? Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, it was frightening, Robert, because these guys will throw themselves in front of a moving bus to sell a fifty cent. <laughs> You know, but you, you, but you learned that you didn't have to go wash windows, and you didn't have to go mow lawns to get money, did you? And yeah, so, how yes. did you? How could you get so many people? How'd you advertise? Facebook. Facebook. That's right. And so they would just put it out there and social say, "Social hey. media." Yeah, yeah, social media. Say, hey, uh, let me. But why would people buy yours instead of other people's? I mean, you can get country time. Value. Value. You're, you're t you got to give them more, right? Better, better quality. So that was really the first lesson. And did you guys, you know, what'd you do with your, what'd you do with your money? What's the first asset you wanted to buy, Zach? I wanted to buy a Disney stock. That's the first one you bought. Mm -hmm. And why Disney? <laughs> because they make like movies and stuff. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. So we would go to, uh, we Robert, we would go to Disneyland. And you know, you bond. You know, you do it. You know how you bond as a family at Disneyland. You do it standing in line. <laughs> That's what you do, right? 
But did you mind the lines very much? No. Why not? Because I mean, it's a big line, man. Because the more the people in Disneyland, they have to pay to get in. So yeah, so you'd walk in like you own the place because you did, right? You owned a few yeah. shares. Yeah, you only had ten shares, yeah, right? 10. But you still own those shares, and they've, they've gone up in value. They doubled since yeah, you doubled. bought them way back when. Now, what was your first stock, David? McDonald's. How did it do? <laughs> Not very good. Yeah, it kind of went <laughs> up and down a little bit. But you'd walk in like you own the place. So, so then as we progressed, we wanted to do something a little bigger, right? The lemonade has been fun, and that was cute for when you were three, and, and yeah. I think you were five. We did that for a few years. But then you started learning about inflation. So... Again, Zach, talk a little bit about what happens to a person's savings account if they print money. What happens? So the Federal Reserve is printing more and more money. So the more the money, the less scarce it gets. And then soon they'll be worth nothing. So then people's savings accounts will be worth nothing. How do you think Janet Yellen did in her tenure? She wasn't that good. What about Jerome Powell? I think he's doing worse. <laughs> you know, Why do you think he's doing worse? Because he's probably doing worse than Janet Yellen. <laughs> <laughs> probably doing worse. Yeah. Well, the the policies haven't changed yeah. much, have they, boys? Yeah, um, they haven't. They're, they're playing with interest rates and messing with our money. So you were worried about inflation. So what do you think? Would you rather have your money if you think what, – what happens to a savings account when, when, they, uh, when they print all this money? What happens to the savings account? It basically disappears. So here you make this money from your lemonade stand, and you put a little bit of it in stock, but you had a lot of cash too. What was the next asset that you re- and you really got excited yeah. about this? It was really Robert's. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Robert talked about yeah. this, and Kim mm-hmm. talked about this, and so we went home from a rich dad event. And what did you want to buy? I wanted to buy silver. And let me tell you, did I get pestered about that? <laughs> and so, what did we do? We just run out and buy it, yeah. or did we study first? We studied. And what what are some of the things about silver that you like? Why 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 silver? Well, gold is a little too expensive that I can't buy. And silver can be used for like electronics and stuff. So it's a commodity we yeah. can use. Mm-hmm. And uh and and so when the value of the of the currency goes down, what happens to the silver? It goes up because it has value. It it retains its value. So you know, there are four asset classes. That's a commodity, right, David? And do yeah. you have silver as well? Yes. But you don't have as much as Zach, do you? No. <laughs> Zach's got your beat, so. Yeah. But you've got quite a bit of silver, and uh, you're pretty yeah. proud of that, aren't you? Yeah, Okay. Lots. So what, what asset class are you interested in now? I've been trying to talk you into more stock, but yeah. what one do you really like? Real estate. And how often do you look for houses on the internet? Like every day. And it drives us crazy. Okay, <laughs> we, you know, can't you pick up a little more Fortnite and you know stuff like that? You know, you're looking for houses, and uh, you haven't been able to buy one yet. But have you mm. put in offers yet? Yes, I've put in an offer. Okay, so we failed. To, we went. Yeah. We, we tell, tell us about that. What What was the house? So we it was like with? a little condo. It was worth. 80 grand, we put in an offer and they didn't accept it because someone put in more so, money than us. So, was that a, a failure or? No, it's not a failure. You don't think you failed? Why not? Because you can always try again. Interesting. Yeah. And you learn every time you do something, right? Yes. 
Yeah, it was an interesting meeting with the agent and asking questions. Yes. And touring the property. Yes. And, and what was interesting, why, why didn't we just make a higher offer? Why didn't we up our offer? Why did, I keep, why did we keep our offer low? Why didn't we just try to beat it if we really wanted it? Because, like, if it needed a rehab, we could do that. Okay. But why not offer more money? Because. I mean, we could have offered 90. Yeah. But then it would be worth nothing and we would lose all our money. Well, I don't know about that. But remember when we talked about the cash flow? Yeah. If we borrowed more money, that would cause more expense and would reduce yeah. our um, cash flow. Cash flow. Yep. That was the deal. So it's been fun. Now, we've now mom and dad, um, you guys are not accredited investors yet. But one of the things that's fun is mom and dad will invest in bigger projects and you get to be part of that, right? Mm-hmm. And we so we do have some real estate yeah. as a family yes. and a family trust, but you really want your own, don't you? Yeah. David, why am I teaching you financial education? Why should people teach their kids financial education? So when they get older, they can <laughs> teach their kids how to be rich too. Yeah, and the biggest reason, and this is very important, is so they don't move back in with you. That's a very yeah. important part of this lesson. <laughs> yeah. So, But you guys have had fun, right? Yes. Yes. And, and uh, how do you feel when you play cash flow when uh, when you get a liability or when you get a doodad card? I'm really mad. Why? I mean, doodads are cool, right? I mean, come on. You know? Well, they kill you. They waste all your money. <laughs> they waste your money, huh? Yeah. How do you feel when you get a small deal? I I get pretty excited. How do you if feel? It's, if I can buy it. Yeah. How do you feel yeah. if you get a big deal? Really excited if I can buy it. You're really excited. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? So it's all about your attitude, right, guys? Yeah. Right? Awesome. So let me ask you this. Do you get, now, I didn't like school, and I got lousy grades in school. I did terrible in school. Do you guys like school? Yeah. Do you get good grades? Yeah. yeah. I would really like to know how that happened, Marcy. Because <laughs> it's obviously Marcy. Yeah, it must, yeah. must be. Because, well, I don't know. Neither of us know how to do the homework. I can tell you that right now. The homework's that hard? Um, it's, it's just confusing. I don't know. But I, you got to understand who you're talking to. I couldn't do it then. Why could I do it now? <laughs> they just do things different. They add and subtract yeah. different than we were taught. It's weird. I just wow. asked, I just asked Siri. <laughs> but here's the thing I want to know, Zach. Are you enjoying school? Yeah. Okay. So what is it in school that, or what is it? In, in terms of financial education that you think is missing in school? Why would we not just send you to school to get this? If you like school and you're learning a lot, why they, talk more about they financial education? They teach you education? to get a job. And to, yeah, they to get teach a you job. to get a job. What about you, David? Same? Same. And one time in my class, they had us like pick a job that we wanted to do when we were older. What'd you pick? There was a basketball player, so I picked that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's for LeBron yeah, James has yeah. done okay. I don't know yeah. if you're going to be that tall. but mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you a fun story, Robert, that might be interesting, is they came home one time with a career day. And so you asked your dad to come and, and, and give a little. And you can't believe how smart these kids are. I mean, they really know what's going on. And so the, the, they had stations. You know, you could go from classroom to classroom based on what you're, you know, you had the attorney and the accountant and the fireman and the plumber and the, you know, whatever it was. And so I thought for fun I would put down investor. Remember this, guys? Yes. And uh, <laughs> what I did is I, uh, I brought something to represent the asset classes. And for, for commodities, I brought a 10-ounce uh, bar of gold. 
is what I Jeez. bought. So, and you know, ten house that's what thirteen thousand. Yeah, it's bucks. about it was about thirteen thousand at the time for the price of gold. But what was interesting was the weight. You know, I mean, those suckers right. are heavy, right? So, uh, and, and then we brought some little uh, candy gold coins to, to give out. So we started the first session, and the, the kids came in. They're about fourth grade, I think, that came in. And we had maybe eight kids. And we started talking about vesting, and, and we passed around the gold, and we let each of them hold the gold, right? The next session came in. We had 40 kids. They're like, there's gold in there. I mean, it got, <laughs> <laughs> word got out. Yeah. And, by, and by the time we were done, we had a monopoly, didn't we, guys? We had everybody in there, didn't we, David? Yeah. yeah. And your friends begin to ask, begin, are, ki- are kids interested in money? I mean, are yes. you? Are yes. You, are they interested in money? Yes. yes. Do they like money? Yes. Is it is it evil? <laughs> Do you think money's evil? No. No. What about you, Zach? Mm, kind of. What, oh, how could it be evil? That's interesting. Because if the Federal Reserve prints too much money, it will be worth nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's currency. Yeah. That's different, right? Yeah. That's interesting yeah. stuff. So we've enjoyed learning about money. We're not perfect. Um, you know, we make mistakes. But I would say that the, the thing that has helped us is we've learned about money differently than we've learned things in school because we've tried to do things, right? And by looking on your iPad at Disney and looking on your iPad at McDonald's stock and actually hold, you know, going out and getting real physical silver and, and visiting properties, and you know, we're not perfect. Um, Dad isn't perfect. One of the reasons I like being a rich dad advisor is I get to hang out with smart guys like like who who do you think the smartest rich dad advisor is? Who do you think it probably is? Probably Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> that's just because that's just because he drives you around his Ferrari once in a while. That's the only reason you like Kenny. No, that they're, they're all smart guys, aren't yeah, they, they? Right. Are. That's that's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. So, fi- fi- final words. Let's hear from mom here, Marcy. I mean, do you ever talk to other mothers about this, or I mean, is it? Um, not really, because their mindset isn't the same as mine, and so it's really hard to communicate with them. Uh, they just don't get it. Yeah, that's the hardest, hardest part about it. Is I, I just can't believe it that you go to spend all this time and money in school, and you learn nothing about money. It's just ridiculous. And they tell you you'll get a job, and look at this. You know, student loan debt is now 1.3 trillion. It's the biggest asset of the federal government. And that's called larceny. You know, I mean, we're stealing from our future with these kids. So anyway, I want to thank, um, you know, Andy Tanner, Marcy Tanner, Zach Tanner, 12 years old, and David Tanner. You guys have spoken to 100,000 people today. And I think you've made a few of them wake up and find out what's possible from young guys like you. 12 and 10, and you're already talking about monetary fiscal policy, debt, infinite returns, and I don't know what else, and owning Disney and... You guys are way ahead of the curve, so I'm really proud of you. So anyway, I want to thank all of you. Thanks for listening. When we come back, we're going to part of the most the popular part of our program is Ask Robert. You're listening to the Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Don't be like Charlie. Charlie is that do-it-yourselfer who does himself in. Do-it-yourself is good for tile and grout. It is not good for asset protection. Charlie thought he'd save a few dollars forming his LLC online. With no guidance, he did it wrong. When he sold the property, he lost thousands and thousands of dollars. He did himself in by trying to do it himself. 
Don't burn yourself. Use Corporate Direct to set up and maintain your LLCs and corporations. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by attorney and rich dad advisor, Garrett Sutton. Garrett wrote the bestsellers, Loopholes of Real Estate and Start Your Own Corporation. He is Robert Kiyosaki's attorney for asset protection. He and his team will do it right. Visit them at CorporateDirect.com or call 800-600-1760. Mention Rich Dad and receive $100 off your formation fee. That's CorporateDirect.com. CorporateDirect.com. Log on to RichDadRadio.com while you listen. Now back to Robert Kiyosaki. Welcome back. Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. And the question is, what does school teach you about money? What are you teaching your kids about money? And what did your parents teach you about money? For most people, the answer is zip, not a zero. So we have a very special guest. We have a great to stay on. It's Andy Tanner. He's a, he's a Rich Dad advisor on paper assets. And he's the author of the book, Stock Market Cash Flow. The reason that's an important book is instead of parking your money in a 401k where they just suck the cash out, is that why don't you learn how to make money from the money they're going to steal from you anyway? And then Andy's website is andytanner.com, and he has a cashflowacademy.com. And his wife, Marcy, who is mom here, and she is very concerned about her children's education, which is their future. So that's why we're teaching you know, both two young guys, Zach Tanner, 12 years old, and David Tanner, 10 years old, and they've been talking about fiscal policy, monetary policy, debt, and fundamental incompetence and ignorance. <laughs> Which there is. And that's what happens when we have no financial education in school. We have a bunch of idiots running our economy. So anyway, you can submit your questions to Ask Robert at richdadradio.com. So Melissa, what's the first question for this young family here? Our first question today comes from Martina in the UK, favorite book, Rich Dad's Guide to Investing. Wow. She says, Robert, I would like to ask, what would be your advice for a first-time business for a seven-year-old boy? That's a great question. Andy, how, how old were your boys when they started their first business? I think you were three, weren't you, David? Three and five? Yeah. Three okay. and yes. four, something like that? Three okay, so what would you advise this young mother with a seven-year-old child? Uh, Zach, what would you advise her about teaching the son, their, his son about money? Make a lemonade stand and sell lemonade. Around okay. like the neighborhood. What do you think, David? And I think that's a good idea because you learn how to sell, and um, you learn how to balance a budget. Jesus, do you, do you think we haven't had a balanced budget <laughs> in the United States for, since 1994? Why don't you go talk to them, David? They don't they don't even know what you're talking about, you know. And these guys went to college. <laughs> You, a balanced budget. What an idea that is. You know, it's interesting because did you guys make money every single time? No. No. So was that a lesson too? Yes. Interesting. So like little lessons like what days of the week were best? You started picking yes. that up, right? Yes. Yeah. You know, sometimes you'd think, well, the 4th of July would be really big, and it, sometimes it was, and other days well, weren't so big in the weekday, right? So good lessons for sure. So, Marcy, what you, what'd you think when you saw your boys out there, you know, I mean, uh, you know, they're working hard, but not, they're not making any money. I mean, they're learning to be entrepreneurs, and that's, you know, most of our leaders, they don't have a paycheck. They quit, right? I mean. Right. Yeah. Um, not to give up and to take the lessons that they did learn, you know, about, you know, balancing the budget and learning sales. And, and getting smarter. Yeah, getting there's, smarter. There's cycles in the economy. Absolutely. 
So anyway, fantastic. Final comments, Andy, on that? Yeah, it was. It was. You'll be surprised how resilient just average kids are. Yeah. Um, you know, kids. It's out there. It's hot. No cars coming by, and you're like, all right, let's pack it up. Boys, like, no, Dad, we got to stick with this. You know, and and when they have ownership of it, it's a lot different. I think that when you go to school and the assignments come from the teacher saying, okay, read this chapter or do this homework, but because it was their business. You know, they took a lot of pride in how it looked. They took a little pride in how they advertised. And when it didn't go well, they're just like, no, we're not going to, we're not going to freaking fail. <laughs> That's great. You know, Fantastic. So I'm proud, was, of, you, proud of your voice. Yeah. I mean, you're learning real life there. I mean, most guys, you know, most of our leaders, they don't work unless they got a paycheck and it has to be steady. They're not entrepreneurs. And that's really the tragedy. Melissa, next question. Our next question comes from Jeff in West Richland, Washington. Favorite book, Rich Dad Guides to Investing, says, I believe the U.S. economy is headed for a big crash because of low interest rates, as well as an enormous expansion of the money supply. What do you believe are the top two or three safe haven investments by which people can protect or capitalize on the coming downturn? So Zach Tanner, 12 years old, did you understand that question? Yes. What did you understand? I understand that the stock, the market's gonna crash and- But why? Because there's money printing constantly. It's gonna, it's gonna be less scarce and there's gonna be no money. So uh, what would you recommend for this person? I recommend to buy commodities and Short the dollar in real estate. Short my real estate. Oh my God, you're you're scaring me. So what what commodity are you buying right now? I'm buying silver. And why are you buying silver? Because it's cheaper than gold and it has lots of uses. Very good. So that's Zach Tenor twelve and David Tenor ten. Did you understand that question? Yes. So what would you what advice would you give this person? Um, I would. Uh, get commodities, and I would get a commodity, uh, McDonald's, because it has food, and we need food. Is, is food a commodity? Yes. Do, even when the economy is bad, do people still have to eat? Yes. Do they still have to drink water? Yes. So that's what commodities are good for, right? Uh-huh. And, and McDonald's is getting really good because they're, um, it's not a good news for the employees, but they're now starting one-man, one-person kiosks. So they're going to stay in business because they're improvising along the way, unfortunately, for the people who are their employees. I mean, a lot of bankruptcies or foreclosures, and a lot of people are going to lose their jobs in retail, and that includes food retailing also. Mm-hmm. So that, that's why you know stay, sticking with a company like McDonald's is innovating. It's important, right? Yeah. Any comments there, Andy? Yeah. I mean, we, we talk a lot about debt in our family, and if uh, – you know, we, we, we understand what shorting is. We use little examples with iPhones and things. And so when someone like Zach says, well, we're going to short the dollar. Yeah, by, you just scared 90% of my people. They're not going to listen to me <laughs> well, anymore. Well, you know, but real Sorry. estate, you know, <laughs> from a stock investing standpoint, you know, Zach doesn't think about his real estate. He thinks about the debt. Yeah. So, you know, that's what you're doing. You're shorting the dollar because the value of the real estate goes up. But the debt goes down as the value of the dollar is lost. And so, you know, that's not a real hard concept if you spend a little time on it. Say, look, you buy real estate, let it go up, the debt goes down, short the dollar, 
with real estate, but it's not the real estate you're shorting, it's the dollar that you're shorting, Correct. right, Zach? It's yes. the money, it's, it's the money. It's the dollar. So Marcy, we're all going to uh, Australia, again in Sydney, Melbourne, uh, Brisbane, and uh, we've been there before. You looking forward to it? Absolutely. And what are you excited about you as a family teaching people? Fine. Yes, yes, sharing our journey on financial education. So once again, Andy, thank you very much. Zach, thank you. Marcy, thank you. And David, thank you. And thank you all for listening. You can submit your questions to Ask Robert at richdadradio.com. And thank you all for listening. A very important program is what are you teaching or what are we teaching our children? Thank you very much. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.